Welcome back to Sporting Goss on SEN and plenty of footy news, of course. Grand final announcements, Toby Green's future. But let's turn our attention to the games. We've got Geelong and Giants here on Friday night, of course. But uh, then we head to the Gabba for the big one between the Lions and the Bulldogs. The Lions coming off one of their most disappointing performances for the year and the Bulldogs bouncing back to some of their better form. Brent Staker knows all about the Brisbane Lions. He knows about the Brisbane landscape and he knows about the Gabba. He also knows WA, and he joins us on Sporting Goss. Stakes, uh, good chat. Goss, how are you, mate? How are you going? <laughs> yeah, you're chugging along, mate. Just, you know, trying to make an honest living. A bit like yourself, That's great good. man. Well, what, what, what is work for you, Brent Staker? What do you do apart from count your money? <laughs> I, uh, I'm involved in an apparel company here in, uh, in Brisbane. So we deck out, you know, footy teams, schools, um, all that kind of stuff, businesses. So... Here's my little plug, Goss. If anyone, if any footy club will need any kind of apparel mm-hmm. on field or off field, I mean, on field it's a bit tricky with licensing, but but off field, um, it's, we can do plenty. We're actually going for a license at the moment with the W WA Country Footy League. So the company over here in Brisbane, LRS Sports. So, mate, I do that. I've got a few other little things here in Brisbane, a little cleaning business, and and do some footy stuff. So I keep busy. You do nice work. LRS is that what it's called? Uh, LRF. So LRF. For frog, LRF sport. Oh, LRF for frog. Yeah, for frog. Yeah. So it's uh, it's my boss's it's my boss's initials, but um, yeah, we get LRF and LRS and all these other things. But yeah, LRF sports. So we've been around about eight years, but it's yeah, we make good stuff. We're passionate about footy, and we do heaps of footy stuff. We do a lot of Tasmania, a lot of Queensland, and hopefully get into WA. Yeah, well, let's hope you can. And uh, this, uh, well, I'm a I'm a two XL at my best days too, mate. Just so you know. Oh no, we'll we'll make it fit. We'll make we we cater to every shape and size. Well, it's funny you should say that. My, my daughters, who are uh, you know almost twenty one and, and nineteen, did a quick shop yesterday and walked past Tajay uh, and uh, came back with a size Mister Big Seven XL jumper for me. Seven XL. <laughs> Maybe it's a small mate. Slip. It's a small mark. No, SM, small marquee. Hey, mate, let's get our, <laughs> let's get our teeth into the Brisbane Lions. Uh, just, we don't want to harp too much on it. I'm sure they've done a, a quick fire review on it. When a bloke has 46 possessions, he's a Brownlow medalist, he's in the middle of the ground, you think you're a chance to win, but they were never in it. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's, um, look, they were competitive in the, well, the, the first quarter's outstanding. I'm yeah. sure everyone was pretty pretty mesmerised that it was just goal for goal. And that's and it seemed like a lot of the finals in this um, in that particular round, all the games for the first half especially, was goal for goal. So it was quite quite pleasant to see. But, um, look, Brisbane just lost their intensity and, and Melbourne just started to win that contested footy. And as you say, Lockie Neal, it, it just goes to show that when you've got one player dominating, that you really do need the others to, to rally around him. And he did everything he, he could. I mean, you've seen him firsthand in Perth over those years and how good of a player he's become and mm. Brownlow medalist. And, yeah, just fascinating that um, that you can only do so much. And, but Brisbane just broke down. I mean, there was an incident to, to Dan McStay, which sort of threw their structure in place, but maybe couldn't adapt the best they, they could. And that's going to be a talking point for Brisbane this week. But, yeah, they were soundly beaten, especially after halftime. All righty. So then they've got to regroup, bounce. Uh, they're at home. They're at the Gabba. They take on the Bulldogs, who found a bit of finals form with a pretty dominant display against Essendon, even though I'm not convinced the Bulldogs' forward line is absolutely cranking at this stage. But the Lions, on the other hand, well, they need Harris Andrews to engage. He And I don't want to sound too harsh on one player individual uh, uh, as an individual, but there was a lot of pushback mm. on him in regards to that he looked disinterested or something looked flat, looks like something was bothering him. I don't know if it was an injury or something between the ears. Can you shed any light on Harris Andrews' form? Yeah, he's a very – he's quite a – 
He's an interesting person. He's a great, he's a great guy, but he's a smart player. But interesting sometimes the way he plays the game, and he does like to sort of sit off and and rely on that pressure up the field to force that kick. But what Melbourne started to do was, you know, they were very much connected through the middle of the ground, which does throw um, players like um, uh, Andrews, Gardner, and I think it was um, it was number 24 back there. I can't think of his name. But um, it, it threw them, and that's why the Brisbane Lions' defence were a little bit rattled. There was times where they called him the chief, but where Harris Andrews could have taken control and really engaged some opponents and, and got a... You know, a bit of intensity in that back line. He just couldn't manage to do it. Now, whether he's out of sorts, he did miss that last game of the season. And I think that might have been due to injury. It was, pretty, it was kept pretty hush-hush. But um, he, he would need to find some form this weekend. And the Bulldogs' forward line's a bit quirky, isn't it? I mean, they're missing mm. their other... Their key forward just went down with their ACL. I'm uh, having Bruce. a brain fade here. I can't Bruce. Think it's Bruce, thank yeah, you. Yeah. With Bruce. So yeah. that, that, the matchups there that might be a little bit, a little bit quirky for the Lions and... Um, it'd be interesting to see how they do that. But Harris Andrews is one. When he has a good game, he's, he's a true barometer for the Brisbane Lions team. When he has a good game, he he does control a lot of things back there and he, he sort of sets a tone. And Brisbane generally play quite well. Um, but when Brisbane do fall away, um, you've got the back line that's in disarray. Sometimes the midfield, other than Lockie Nils, can't seem to get the footy. And then the the forward line seems to get tangled up. And that's what I thought happened, especially after half-time. Brisbane Lions forward line, they couldn't take any marks inside 50 and they lost their ability to score, especially. Trent Rivers was the player you're talking about, the young boy from Perth, number 24 for Melbourne, of course. Uh, can I ask you just in regards to how the Brisbane can bounce back quickly? Are they a bounce-back type of team? Have you seen enough of them uh, in the last year or two? I know, you know, they didn't quite get the job done last year and they had it all on their own terms being in Brisbane for all of that time. Do you think they've got it in them to bounce back and beat the Bulldogs? They definitely do. I mean, being at home, it's a huge advantage, especially given the current... COVID situation, you know, having a crowd is huge. Um, and it's been Brisbane falling one of those teams where they can get that advantage. Port Adelaide, one of those teams, you know, Bulldogs could potentially be out of home for a month here because yeah. they're going to be travelling around everywhere. And, and eventually, at least they get a crowd this week because they've played a couple of those last home and away games with no crowd. They got a crowd last weekend. Um, they're going to be sore, the dogs, coming off a wet game. But Brisbane, you know, it's going to be nice conditions up here. The 19th men, as we say, the, it's going to be a capacity. I think the restrictions in Brisbane are going back to full capacity. So there's going to be 38,000 at the game. Mm. It'll be madness. Mm. And um, and that'll weigh heavily for Brisbane. And they just need those couple of players to get off the chain early, like uh, Danaher and Charlie Cameron. And it sets the crowd alight. Now, that's it's, that's where the psychology of sport comes in because how do the, how do the dogs maintain the, um, the composure and not to get rattled? Um, but Brisbane, they just, they're a team that rush the footy. So they'll, they'll do everything they can to get the ball going forward in the first couple of quarters. Um, but as soon as teams can actually hold them up, Brisbane will tend to kick long and, and sometimes turn the footy over. So if you're the dogs, you're just trying to defend. And I know it's an obvious thing to say, but they're just trying to defend as best they can Brisbane in that doggies forward line and not, not allow Brisbane to run and carry. Marcus Adams, can we have another go at the number 24 that name that you're thinking of? That's who I was thinking of, yes, Marcus Adams. Because <laughs> I threw in the Melbourne three... <laughs> version. <laughs> I went to the wrong team. <laughs> no, those three are great. When yeah, he's, been, he's been good this year. Part. He's been good, Marcus Adams. He has. He has. Look, and he's a, he's one of those guys, and I mean, look, he still played okay all the day because when a Gardner and Harris Andrews have a bad day, Marcus mm. Adams seems to be a player that they rely on quite a bit that can fill that void, but yeah, Harris Andrews, he did have a stinker and people were a bit surprised by it. But look, he's a player that um, I've seen him come through the ranks. I had a couple of seasons with him here in Brisbane. He's quite the professional, so I'm sure he'll be ready to bounce back and mm. he'll be he'll be a player that dogs have to be careful of. Well, that is good. Marcus Adams also was formerly a Bulldogs player as well.
Of course, mm. and now, speaking of Trent Rivers, we've got him on the show tomorrow, so that's why I was thinking of him. He's the young East Shaman. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, uh, so who wins the who wins and why? And then I'm going to ask you just in regards to the overview of the other games, even though you're from a distant way, but you sound like you're you're across things. You're a bit of a, a footy nuffy like yours truly. So who wins this game yep. and why? And does the winner stay in the premiership race genuinely, or do you think they are just not quite there? Are they not into Melbourne's class as we saw last week? Well, who wins? I think it's got to be Brisbane. Not saying that I've got a soft spot for Brisbane, but I just think they will have to make amends of last year. So they're going to have to take their chance. This is their chance to get an extra win because clearly they've got to change sides of the draw. And if they do win, they go across and play Port Adelaide, I believe, in um, in Adelaide. But the Dogs coming off that wet game, being out of home now for potentially two weeks, going into three weeks, is going to be tough. However, the Dogs, um, they'll, they'll dig deep going back to 2016 because I think they finished fifth or sixth and they went all the way then mm. and had plenty of wins on the road. So, But the fatigue factor, they're going to have, I think, a six-day break. Brisbane have got a seven-day break. I think that's from memory here. Yep. Um, yep. And that may, may factor in just a small amount. The intensity of finals is huge. So we know that. We've seen that from the, from the evidence we just got on the weekend. The Doggies have to sustain that um, to, to, to try and match Brisbane. The thing I like about Brisbane is that it's at home They'll, uh, they'll be on the front foot and they can score so quickly, Brisbane. We've seen that a few weeks ago at home. They can score so quickly and it just puts teams to bed. So that's where the doggy's got to be careful. I think Brisbane win by about 18 points. And who wins the whole shooting match right now? Do you Are you a Melbourne, Port Adelaide subscriber at this stage with everything going their way? Yeah, I am. I am. Look, Melbourne, the two teams clearly that I think are the strongest is Melbourne and Port Adelaide. My quick synopsis is Melbourne are a team that everyone's said, yes, they're a good team, but there's an element of doubt there. Um, I think their win against Geelong was huge for their confidence, so I think they'll get there. Um, I just hope they don't go into their shell and they play with their, their confidence and that absolute bravado and braveness that they've been playing with for the last few games. For some reason, I just like Port Adelaide. Um, Port Adelaide are talented all across the field. Uh, when they get it going, uh, they tend to just be so damaging. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm a, Growing up as a kid, I was never an Adelaide or a Port Adelaide fan, but I just think Port Adelaide at the moment of the front runner in mind. And I think it will be Port Adelaide and, Mel- and, and Melbourne in the grand final. Yeah, there's speculation going around last night in media circles that Jared Schofield is set to join West Coast as an assistant coach, uh, which wow. is interesting. Okay. And then I, I, I inquired and got told that he had another year to run at Port Adelaide, but the bloke who told me that he was hell-bent, he was definitely coming to West Coast next year. So so we don't get too much of that, that AFL noise over here in, uh, in Brisbane. <laughs> it gets lost. It gets lost in translation to NRL, but he, I mean, he's a he's a quality, he's very been a quality good. player and a quality coach for some very time. Good. So that's yeah. huge. That's huge if he gets back to WA. Yeah, very true. Do you still um, shoot the breeze with any of your ex West Coast mates? I do. I, I talk a lot with uh, with Jamie Graham, Ashley Hanson. Well, who, there you go. Can you ask Jamie Graham? Is yeah. he leaving West Coast? Oh, <laughs> I I don't I don't delve into the too much of the personal <laughs> stuff, but I'm sure. It's Perth's a small town. I'm sure there'll be uh, there'll be rumours going left, right, and centre. Oh, but I know that Ash is Ash is um, uh, coaching. Ash coaches the forward line of the Western yeah. Bulldogs. So him and I have been besties for a while. I mean, Adam Selwood, Matt Rosa, there's all the good fellas. Guys, all the yeah, good fellas. Ran into Coxie a few times out in the um, when we're crossing paths in the footy footy ground there when he's at the Swanee. So look, there's a lot of the West Coast boys around, and um, they're. You know, probably underrated. Like you know, a lot of the Brisbane ex-Brisbane Lions players, as we can see, have all had a, a dabble at coaching. But there's a lot of a lot of West Coast boys just sitting under the surface that are potentially going to be head coaches in the near future. Very true. Very true. All right, appreciate your time. L R F for Frog.
That's the one, LRF Sport. LRF Sport. <laughs> Look it up. it up on the Google and we'll be wearing it and I'll, I'll, be, I'll be influencing you on the socials. Uh, appreciate your time. Thanks for doing it. Send us your address, Goss, and I'll send you a care package. Peppermint Grove. Uh, good on you, mate. Appreciate your time. <laughs> See you, guys. Thanks. thanks Brent Staker joining us from Brisbane. The Brisbane Lions taking on the Bulldogs. Good to have stakes on his uh, – well, through the through the journalistic journey of TV and radio, he he is one of those group of guys who came into the influx of of, of the West Coast Eagles, and he's just top quality human being, like so many. As he mentioned, Selwood and um, and Nikoski and Waters and Butler and Hanson, yeah, fantastic man. So good to have him on the show. This is Sporting Goss.